0: Welcome back to the Youth Bible of One Year, day 255. Today we're talking about how to stay on God's paths. And how do we know that we're walking down the right path? How do we know that we're walking down the path that leads to Jesus? Because sometimes we see warning signs, but are they actually warning signs? How do we tell? Well, let's look into the Bible today to find out whether we're on the right path that leads to Jesus. I remember
1: reading years ago about an incident that occurred on the Italian Riviera. A young man was driving his sports car along a road near the sea. It was a beautiful and scenic route, but the road was not what it seemed. All along the road were warning signs. Yet to the young man, the road seemed perfectly good. Disaster awaited him. A landslide had recently created a precipice. No one should have been on that road. He continued at great speed. He ignored all the warning signs. He went straight over the cliff. Sometimes we're not sure where a path will lead. At other times, we are well aware of where it leads, but choose to follow it nevertheless. Jesus said that there is a path that leads to life. There's also a path that leads to destruction. Warning signs are not put up as a threat, but out of love. The signs are, on the Italian Riviera, were erected to keep people safe. The words of Jesus, the New Testament, and the Bible as a whole are designed to keep us on the path that leads to life. How do you make sure that you are on the right path? Once you're on that path, how do
0: you stay on it? From Psalm 107 Give thanks to the Lord, for he is good, his love endures forever. Let the redeemed of the Lord tell their story. Those he redeemed from the hand of the foe. Those he gathered from the lands, from east and west, from north and south. Some wandered in desert wastelands, finding no way to a city where they could settle. They were hungry and thirsty, and their lives ebbed away. Then they cried out to the Lord in their trouble, and he delivered them from their distress. He led them by a straight way to a city where they could settle. Let them give thanks to the Lord for his unfailing love and his wonderful deeds for mankind. For he satisfies the thirsty and fills the hungry with good things.
1: Get on the wonderful road. Oh, thank God for he's so good. His love never runs out. You cannot improve on God's purpose for you. God is good. He loves you. He wants the very best for your life. He has a wonderful road for your life. He wants you to walk on his paths. He put your feet on a wonderful road that took you straight to a good place to live. He doesn't want you wandering for years In the desert, looking, but not finding a good place to live, half-starved and parched with thirst, staggering and stumbling, on the brink of exhaustion. The good news is that wherever you are, you can cry out to the Lord. When you do so, he pours great draughts of water down parched throats. The starved and hungry get plenty to eat." This is a psalm of thanksgiving for God's many occasions of deliverance of his people. Four times, the psalmist says, Then they cried out to the Lord in their trouble. Each time, God rescued them. Furthermore, nothing you've done in the past disqualifies you from being part of God's people. The only qualification is that you should call out to God and be redeemed. Redemption means to be set free by God. Jesus came to make this redemption possible. The redeemed of the Lord are to tell their story, speak out and tell others your story of how the Lord has rescued you. Lord, thank you so much for the many times in my life when I've cried out to you in my trouble and you've brought me out of my distress. Lead me, I pray, on a straight path Path. New
0: Testament from 2 Corinthians 12. Have you been thinking all along that we have been defending ourselves to you? We have been speaking in the sight of God as those in Christ, and everything we do, dear friends, is for your strengthening. For I am afraid that when I come, I may not find you as I want you to be, and you may not find me as you want me to be. I fear that there may be discord, jealousy, fits of rage selfish ambition, slander, gossip, arrogance and disorder. I am afraid that when I come again my God will humble me before you and I will be grieved over many who have sinned earlier and have not repented of the impurity, sexual sin and debauchery in which they have indulged. Live on the path of love.
1: The Apostle Paul was absolutely determined to do the right thing He wanted to follow the right path. He'd been falsely accused. The super apostles had tried to undermine him. As a result, he'd been misunderstood and attacked by those who ought to have known better. Absurdly, he'd been accused of not wanting to take money from the Corinthians because he didn't love them. Paul points out that the reason he didn't take money from them was because he did not want to be a burden to them. He says, what I want is not your possessions, but you. After all, children should not have to save up for their parents, but parents for their children. It was because of his love for them that he would have gladly spent everything for them and indeed expended himself as well. Always act in a way that is above board and honest. Everything Paul did was for their benefit. He was not interested in their money or possessions. He was interested in their souls. Just as Paul has done the right thing and stayed on the right course. He wants the Corinthians to do the same. He's afraid that some of them may be going off course, quarrels, jealousy, flaring tempers, taking sides, angry words, vicious rumours, swirled heads and general bedlam. He's afraid that when he comes to them, he will find that crowd that, Keep sinning over and over in the same old ways who refuse to turn from the pigsty of evil, sexual disorder and indecency in which they wallow. Turn away from these things to be sure that you're on the path that leads to life. The path that leads to life is a path of love, the kind of love that Paul has for the Corinthians. Lord, help me always to act in love and out of concern for those to whom I am ministering. May I never seek my own personal gain. Rather, may my only motivation be love. Keep me, Lord, on your paths.
0: Old Testament from Isaiah 29 and 30 The Lord says, These people come near to me with their mouth, and honour me with their lips. But their hearts are far from me. Their worship of me is based on merely human rules they have been taught. Woe to those who go to great depths to hide their plans from the Lord. Who do their work in darkness and think, Who sees us? Who will know? You turn things upside down, as if the potter were thought to be like the clay. Shall what is formed say to the one who formed it, You did not make me. Can the pot say to the potter, You know nothing. Woe to those who carry out the plans that are not mine, who go down to Egypt without consulting me. In repentance and rest is your salvation, in quietness and trust is your strength. But you would have none of it, yet the Lord longs to be gracious to you. Therefore he will rise up to show you compassion. For the Lord is a God of justice. Blessed are all who wait for him. Ask God about his plans for
1: you. Sometimes we make our own independent plans or run straight to other people for help. We don't ask God first. As Joyce Meyer says, when you've got a problem, don't go to the phone, go to the throne. The prophet Isaiah criticizes God's people for the way in which they've made their plans. They failed to consult God. As a result, they'd gone off in the wrong direction. They'd gone off to Egypt without so much as asking God. The trouble is they didn't really want to know God's plans. Their worship is a mere formality. These people make a big show of saying the right thing, but their hearts aren't in it because they act like they're worshipping me, but don't mean it. Jesus says these words were not written simply for the people of Isaiah's day. He says to the Pharisees and teachers of the law, You hypocrites, Isaiah was right when he prophesied about you. These people honour me with their lips, but their hearts are far from me. They worship me in vain. Their teachings are merely human rules. Because their hearts are not right with God, they go to great depths to hide their plans from the Lord. You pretend to have the inside track. You shut God out and work behind the scenes plotting the future as if you knew everything. You treat the potter as a lump of clay. Does a book say to its author, You didn't write a word of me. Does a meal say to the woman who cooked it, She's nothing to do with this. As a result, you make plans but not mine. You make deals but not in my spirit. Going off to Egypt without so much as asking me. They're unwilling to listen to the Lord's instruction. They say to the seers, See no more visions. And to the prophets, give us no more visions of what is right. Leave this way. Get off this path and stop confronting us with the Holy One of Israel. They didn't want the prophets to give them any warnings. They ignored the warning signs. In fact, they wanted to take the warning signs off the road. And for the prophets to leave this way, get off this path. They said, we'll rush off on horseback. Sometimes in my own life, I've messed up by not consulting God and charging ahead with my own plans. But this passage also contains hope that those who got off track will get back on track. God says, your salvation requires you to turn back to me and stop your silly efforts to save yourselves. Your strength will come from settling down in complete dependence on me. God is actively looking to bless you. The Lord longs to be gracious to you and therefore he lifts himself up that he may have mercy on you and show loving kindness to you. For the Lord is a God of justice, blessed, happy, fortunate to be envied are all those who earnestly wait for him, who expect and look and long for him, for his victory, his favour, his love his peace, his joy, and his matchless, unbroken companionship. Lord, I want to know your plans. Help me to hear your voice. Help me to come to you in repentance and rest, to walk in your paths in quietness and trust. Pepper adds, Psalm 107 verse 4 says, Some wandered in the desert wastelands, finding no way to a city where they could settle. Then they cried to the Lord in their trouble, and he delivered them from their distress. He led them by a straight way to a city where they could settle. Thousands of refugees are fleeing war-torn areas, desperate to find safety, often with tiny children And so many have lost lives. As they arrive into our country, we need compassion and wisdom to know how to help them integrate into our society and recover from the trauma and help them rebuild their lives.
0: Let's pray. Lord, thank you that you keep me on the right path. Thank you that you walk beside me. Thank you that you guide me through your Holy Spirit. Lord, I'm sorry for where I've strayed away from your path, where I've turned away from you. Forgive me now. And Lord, into the future, keep your Holy Spirit close to me. Guide me and lead me down the path that leads to life. In Jesus' name, amen.